Welcome to No Compromises, a peek into the mind of two old web devs who have seen some things. This is Joel. And this is Aaron. When you work with somebody on a team, a software development team, there's going to be differences of opinion. And I, I would say, like, especially with coding, there can be more of that because there's so many different ways of doing something, right? There's so many different ways of handling authorization or writing to a database or whatever. And so there's going to be different styles, different preferences as to where to organize code and, and all of that. So today I thought you and I, I mean, because we've had many of these discussions, <laughs> um, could talk about how we approach it because I think there's a way to do it productively and a way to do it so that you don't feel bad about yourself yeah you just say you're right aaron and then you're, you're right. on. it's it's very efficient <laughs> to do it that way but um yeah i mean that's a good point is you know there you're right there's there's the mechanics and all uh, mechanics of programming but there's also almost a form of art to it too mm -hmm. like you you know you've seen some code um then you've been like wow this is beautiful and it's like but how would i ever explain that to someone who doesn't understand the <laughs> art of code yeah. You know, um, so there's differences there and what, what constitutes beautiful, like line, even like line breaks and stuff like that. You're like, oh, if it's just so spread out and someone else is like, oh, why is it so spread out? I have to scroll all the time, you know? So there's all these different things, you know, whether we're talking about standards or mm -hmm. design or even solving the problem. Right. Um, and, and so we run into that. Um, I wouldn't say more often than I have in the past, but often enough. Yeah. Um, where we have different ways. And I think as we've alluded to in the past, it's probably uh, our backgrounds are a little different, which bring different um, perspectives. So, you know, Joel, you're familiar with, you know, working for yourself for a, quite a long time and, you know, usually a, a lone wolf, single person. And I'd managed teams for quite a long time. And um, I think of like, how would seven programmers handle this, you know? And, and so those bring some different insights and thoughts into um, how you might handle that. It, it, and and I would just add, there's also like differences in aesthetic too. Like you know, you mentioned beautiful code or art. Yeah. And it's like well, some per, one person likes the way this looks, and one person likes the way that looks. And so, I, I think just just to kind of throw this into the context early, some of these things there truly is no like one pure right answer either. And so mm -hmm. <laughs> there's there's some nuance needed for for two people coming into a discussion to figure out like well. The right answer is that we agree, but like what we agree on in some cases truly doesn't matter as long as there's a reason for it. Yeah. And I think, I think you're right. That's the first thing I kind of want to bring up too, is when it comes to having a discussion or there's two different viewpoints, we generally will find that the person who has the reason mm -hmm. usually is the one who's going to end up winning that conversation. You know, is, is, is it a thought out reason or is it just a gut feeling? Well, if it's a thought out reason, it doesn't matter if you don't necessarily agree. The reason is logical and that usually prevails. So, so you're saying if you, if you ask me, Joel, why did you do it this way? And I'd be like, I don't know. I'm oh, not going to win that argument. Oh, no, yeah, that's, that's how you bring out the wrath in me. I don't know. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I just feel my so face even having already. The even having a wrong reason is probably better in your eyes than being like, well, I don't know. Well, yeah, I think cause you know, and, and I, I wouldn't, I mean, yeah, you could say it's wrong reason, but uh, having a reason just means that you thought about it yeah, and then there's yeah. room for us to have a discussion. 
you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's less, it's less emotional too, when you have a reason, even if you, you know, aren't maybe fully informed or whatever. Yeah. And, and, and so I, I think that happens a lot with us is, or the vice, the vice versa, when we're doing code review, I've done this a few times um, where I'm like, I don't like that. I'm like, but I don't know why. So I <laughs> oh, guess I know that comment. It. Yeah. I'm like, but, but I think we can leave it then, you know, if mm-hmm. it's, if I don't have a better, I don't have, I don't have a better solution or a suggestion, or if I have a quote better one, I don't have a reason for it. Yeah. So then, you know, I, I have to back off on that one then. Well, but I think it's good that you, you even say that because there was one recently where it, you, it was a pull request review that you did for me and you use that phrase. And I, I'm like, yeah, I, I think you're right. And like, I didn't have a real tangible reason either, but I just made the change. And like, I, I'm glad you said something, because if you didn't say anything, then I, it wouldn't have changed. And I think mm-hmm. it did change for the better. Another thing that we, me and Joel do in our conversations is we've kind of developed our own sort of phrasing or words or things that make sense in our to us as a team. And I think mm-hmm. everyone kind of does that. And one of ours is we kind of talk about dying on a hill. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and so, so it's like, right, I, I'm going to dig it. I'm going to die on this hill for this conversation. Or it's other times where we might strongly disagree, have reasons, but one of us will just say, well, I, I'm not going to die on that hill. I, I, I'm fine. You know, I, yeah. I disagree with this, but it doesn't, it doesn't kill me like to have this right. wrong you know, quote wrong. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's something to like, be able to gauge for yourself. Like how strongly do I feel about this? Cause programmers have opinions, but mm-hmm. they don't always have to be really strong opinions. It's like, okay, well, yeah, I wouldn't do it that way, but you know what? You're right. We've done it this other way 80% of the time here. So we probably should just keep doing it. You know, just, you know, kind of knowing when to be like, I don't, I don't really care about this. Not, not in like a passive aggressive way, but like, yeah, I, I just, it's genuinely not that big of a deal to me. So let's, let's just do it your way. That's fine. So we're talking a lot about code, but there's also like another level, which is ways things function or features. Mm-hmm. And we can have disagreements about that too. Um, and it makes more sense then to kind of figure out like, well, which one of us has knows the most about the domain or knows most what the client wants or can communicate with the client, you know, so if Joel is client facing on this project, um, you know, and we have a disagreement about the feature, he might go to the client to talk with it. Otherwise, if he says it's the way the feature is going to be, even if I don't like it, that's what I'm going to build. I'm going to build <laughs> the thing, you know, it's just because he knows the client and he knows what they need. I'm bookmarking this so I can use it later with you. But that's <laughs> should we, should we give like a tangible example of this? Cause like one is coming to my mind and this might sure. seem silly, but it, it kind of, so there was, there was a pull request I submitted that I was adding a new controller and the controller had an action that type hinted several things, right? Like, so there was the, the bound parameter coming from the route. There was, uh, the request itself. And then there was like an additional service that was going to be used inside the controller. And you're like, Hey, why don't you change the order of those? I'm like, what are you talking about? It doesn't matter. <laughs> but then, then you explained, and I, I liked your rationale that there was kind of like a conceptual ordering. And if we do it the same way throughout the project, it's just like one less thing that's going to like be weird as you come back to it later, as you move into different areas of the project. Yeah, I mean it makes sense because because there's a there's a pattern, 
mm-hmm. um, that, you know, now when you look at a controller, a controller's action method, you'll always know, well, we always put them in this order. So if it's missing one of those pieces of the pattern, yeah. um, it's missing it. Or it could be a mistake or something. It might help you, you know, look at it easier too. Yeah. So I, I think I think you gave them the example in the order that we do it. But I think it was like yes. you had like maybe the, the request, and there was a then there was a service, and then it was like the model, yeah. um, or whatever. And and you know when I disagreed with Joel, I was like, well, I get that it functions fine, but here's my thought is. First of all, our incoming request has a bound parameter. So let's put all of our bound parameters first, because that's the first thing that we kind of think about. Mm-hmm. Second is then when we have an incoming request that has our bound parameters, then we possibly do something with the incoming request data. So let's have our request class, our form class, form response yeah. class or whatever, second in, in the list. And then after we have our data, sometimes then we have an injected service that we do something with that data. So yeah. let's always put those towards the end because they're the last ones to be used or thought of. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of the logic. Now, I mean, others that are listening right now could be like, I di- totally disagree. You should always have service first or whatever. <laughs> right, That's right. fine. That's fine. But yep. for us, it was a disagreement. And then we had a reasoning through it. And then mm-hmm. we said, okay, well, for our team or for this project, this is how we're going to do things. Yeah. And like, I just, just kind of replaying that conversation in my mind. At first, I'm like, yeah, but that's not actually how it's bound. Like, you know, I was, I was kind of like getting into framework internals in my mind. And I'm like, you know, like I was almost thinking you were, it was a premature optimization or something like, mm-hmm. well, if you put it last and it, and the form request validation fails, it won't inject that service. I'm like, I was, I was like starting to argue in my mind, but then I'm like, no, actually, even if it doesn't make a difference in how the code functions, right? conceptually, I, I liked that you had sort of a layered approach to it and like, it made sense to me. And so I'm like, okay, because it made sense. I could remember it. And then it's like, yeah, why not? Why not do it the same way in all of our controller actions? I liked it. So I'm going to share one other thing. I don't, I don't know. Oh boy. Um, it, I don't know. Cause Joel does editing. So we don't know if this one will stay in, in the podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, but one of the, one of the ways that we also make sure that our disagreements stay civil um, is we try not to make it personal and mm-hmm. a tool that we've kind of joked around with um with that with each other is developing another name for each other um and, and so you know I, I i make no no mistakes whatsoever so i can't remember the name that joel calls me oh boy. but I, I i call like whenever i see code and i'm like i'm getting upset at joel for that or you know something you know just in my mind because i mean it would be false to say that you don't feel some emotion when you think things are wrong right right yeah we're not um, robots but I, yeah but i i don't want to i i don't want to put that on Joel as Joel, the person I know, I want to put it on the f- bad version of a programmer he was at that time. And so I'll just, I'll, I ended up calling him Cole. So whenever I refer to I'll message him like, Cole, what did you do? Oh he knows that I'm actually possibly frustrated, mm-hmm. but it's, I'm not frustrated at Joel because I enjoy working with Joel, but there's a couple of decisions that he made that, you know, I disagree with. And so the reason I bring that up, is because I think it's important that you understand that even when you get frustrated, take it out on not the person. It's mm-hmm. a set of decisions or actions they've made. It's not them as a person. They're, they're, if I if I made a bunch of you know mistakes, sloppy code, we'll say, um, I'm oh. not a sloppy person. <laughs> right. I just made yeah. some sloppy decisions. Mm-hmm. Well, and sometimes it's past past tense. Cole, Cole did that like three years ago, and Aaron's in the project now. He's like, "What is this?" I'm like, "That was Cole. I have nothing to do with that." <laughs> <laughs>
I, I want to establish some nerd credentials here. Um, okay. I was <laughs> having a discussion with my son the other day about Rubik's cubes and he was like <laughs> trying to solve one. And um, I, I just mentioned offhand when I was a kid, I bought a book mm-hmm. on how to solve Rubik's cubes. Well, now, now you have YouTube, but so I thought, I thought that was kind of nerdy and my son is like, well, yeah, I just, I watched like an hour YouTube video on how to solve these. I'm like, okay, all right. All right. So we're doing like a little bit of a nerd battle here. And I said, um, you want to know what else I did that was nerdy as a kid? When I was 12 years old, I had, uh, I had my tonsils out. Mm-hmm. And so this was like my first like night in a hospital it was kind of traumatic. And so my parents, they, they said, you know, we'll, we'll get you, what, what would you like as like a present, you know, to, to, to keep you occupied in the hospital or whatever. Yeah. And um, I said a dictionary. And, <laughs> and um, not just like a general, I, like I had in my mind, I wanted the Webster's ninth new collegiate dictionary. So it was a very specific <laughs> dictionary. And um, so for they, our younger that. listeners, that that's a book that they used to put all the words that people use into <laughs> yep. a book is made of paper. Uh-huh. <laughs> he goes on a shelf. Yeah. So when I said that, he couldn't stop laughing because I had clearly outnerded him. But in my defense, it can't be that weird of a gift because in fact, I still have it. I pulled it <laughs> off the shelf to look at it. The front page of it is like a dedication page where it says from blank to blank on date. So the fact that that was in the dictionary tells me that was a regular gift that people would give one another. So I'm not that weird after all. Either that or they just wanted to make it seem bigger because they, they removed oh. some words and then they're like, well, we need the page count. So let's see. We need one more know, page. Maybe people make this a gift. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying. You know, and I think that's people, don't, kids these days, they don't understand the struggle because let me tell you what the struggle was even with a dictionary. Okay, so right now you go to Google and you kind of maybe type in a word or possibly even say it, yeah, and it'll figure out the word. With a dictionary, you had to have a general idea of how you even spelled it to look it up. Like, oh, mm-hmm. how do I spell this? Well, you have to kind of know how to spell it to figure out how to spell it. Like, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, you didn't know it for sure the first letter, maybe even the first couple letters to be able to yeah. find it. Yeah. Oh, I had no idea to look in the P section for pneumonia. <laughs> Do you want to be a Joel and not a Cole? Just head over to masteringlaravel.io and fix it about yourself. 